Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode number 24 of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. I'm Paul and I'm with William and welcome all of you who are either watching us on the YouTube network or listening to us on one of the various uh, streaming services. And today we're going to talk about, hey, can't, uh, this is a question that we get asked a lot in our business about can a pension plan and old age security. And we're going to talk about three mistakes that I, I think people are happen quite frequently and some things that people aren't aware of. And Will, you've done, to start off, you've done some numbers here in terms of some research on some numbers on how much people are contributing and how much people are getting out of this. Why don't we talk about that first? Yeah, I think it's important, Paul, for people just to have a basic understanding of what they're putting into the plan. I think a lot of people maybe don't fully realize it. And there's been a lot of changes yeah. to this going back starting in 2019. And there's further changes that are going to be happening in the next couple of years. But essentially, this year in 2023, you will be paying 5.95% of your salary between the basic exemption of $3,500 and what they call the yearly maximal pensionable earnings, which is $66,000 in 2023. So you're going to pay 5.95% on that amount of your salary, and your employer will pay the the remaining 5.95%. If you're self-employed, then you pay the full, you pay 5.95% double free for yourself. Now, just quickly moving forward to the changes coming next year, there's going to be a new limit that's coming out called years additional maximal pensionable earnings or YAMPE, which is a new bracket between the yearly maximum pensionable earnings and this new upper limit. And essentially, I don't want to get into the full details of it, but there's going to be a new bracket that you will pay 4% on and your employer will pay the remaining 4% on it. So there's going to be another full 8% contribution above what's uh, currently happening. Essentially, you're going to be paying a bigger percentage on a bigger amount. And the amounts have been going up since the plan started in the 1960s. And just, just for the record, let's talk about the benefits people get out, of course, depending on what age they decide to start drawing their their uh, their benefits at. Well, do you want to go through that? Do you want to run through the numbers, the benefits that people will be paid out at various ages? So right now in 2023, if you t- if you take it at age 70, uh, the maximum you can get per year is twenty two thousand two hundred sixty three dollars. At age 65, it's $15,678. And at age 60, it's $10,034. So basically the difference is if you take it at age 70 versus age 60, that's about a $12,000 a year difference. Really big stuff that again, I think 
a lot of people don't realize. I think that the fault is most people just take it at 65. Some people don't yeah, even and, realize it that if you defer it to age 70, you get that much more. And only about 1% of all recipients, recipients 1% wait till age 70. Now we're going to talk in a minute a bit about yeah. the mistakes that people make in making that decision. By the way, just to mention Actually, old Paul, age secure- Just on that, 95% of Canadians uh, have taken CPP at either age 65 or earlier since flexible retirement dates were introduced in the 80s. So 95%, big amount. Now, and what you want to realize is that if you wait, you're starting that higher benefit. That's indexed for the rest of your life. You have that base that you get extra every single year. That can make a big, big difference. Just talking about old age security, well, at age 65, you can't take it before age 65. I think it's a little over $7,000 you're getting. And again, of course, all these benefits are fully indexed. Now, I'm going to start talking about three of the mistakes that I think people make. And, and the number one is they're not, as we already inferred, they take it at the wrong time because they're not sure. And what there's two major factors deciding when to take old age security and Canada pension plan. One is look at the longevity in your family, because remember the, the, how much you get paid is an actuarially determined number. And all the actuary does is says, okay, what's the, how old does the average Canadian, the average Canadian live? And we're going to give benefits, assuming every recipient lives till that age. Now, if you've got longevity in your family, if your parents lived well into their 90s, if you're, you know, your siblings, it's a good chance you're going to live past the average age. In that case, probably better to wait. Wait till past age 65 to collect your Canada pension plan and old age security uh, because you're going to have that bigger base probably for a longer period. Unless there's serious longevity issues and you don't need the money, it almost always, like you said, pays off to defer it as long as you can. Yeah, and that's an important part also. So again, the first part about taking it at the wrong time is looking at the longevity in your family. Again, if both your parents passed away in their 50s of cancer, I'd probably tend to take it early. And the other issues, as you mentioned, do you need the money? I mean, some people, they just need the money. You don't have a choice. You can't, you don't have the luxury then of waiting till age 70. Hey, we need the money now to, to pay the rent, to pay the mortgage, whatever. You got to take it a little bit early. But remember too, that when you wait after age 65, the amount of Canada pension plan goes up 4.2% a year, I believe it is. No, 7.2% annually. I'm sorry, I got the wrong number. That's an average, Paul. That's kind of like average. a base mark. Um, the, the benefit of CPP is actually based upon, and this is, again, a lot of people aren't aware of this. It's based on uh, the average industrial wage, uh, which historically, actually, like, for example, in, from 2013 to 2018, if you were 65 in 2013, waited till 2018 to take your CPP, you actually would have gotten a 52% higher benefit versus taking it at age 65. Yeah, but it's still, if uh, the point I'm trying to make is that if you wait after age 65, the amount extra you get each year is greater than the amount you lose 
by taking it early. So the government's trying to provide you an incentive yeah. to take it later. That's what they're really trying to do. Now, for old age security, you can't take it before age 65, but you still uh, will get an extra, I believe, 36% more if you wait to age 70 to collect your old age security versus age 65. Yeah. So that's the first mistake. We've had, I've had people, we had one client, and we always go over all this in detail with my client, but one client missed out. And this client at age 67 was still working, earning six figures, by the way, because the other thing we didn't talk about was the clawback for old age security. Still working, decided to collect old age security. And it was all being clawed back. And we spoke to her. She says, well, why did you take this? Why didn't, why didn't you listen to us? But again, some people unless you spend a little bit of time thinking about this. And again, your advisor should be going through all this yeah. with you. And quick, you want to quick, go through the clawback? Cause that's kind of important for old age security. Yeah. Just quickly for our listeners, it, it doesn't apply for CPP only yeah. old age security. Um, once you, your net income hits a certain level and it changes slightly every year, I believe in 2023, it's $81,000 or so. Uh, yeah. Once your net income hits that level. A, a portion of your old age security starts to get clawed back. And then once your income hits a certain level, which again, in 2023, I believe it's $131,000, uh, you lose your old age security completely. So again, not something you have to worry about with the CPP, but in terms of making sure you take your government benefits at the right time, make sure you take that claw back into account because uh, there's no point in taking it if you're just going to lose it all anyways. By the way, another important consideration is tax. You want to look at, say, okay, and this is where you want to decide how to stream income from various sources. Should we take CPP or old age security now? When do we take uh, RIF money or RSP money? When do we take non-registered and so forth? It's all part of a, a tax plan that you should really run through with your advisors before you decide to take anything, again, along with the other considerations. What's Mistake the next big, number... Uh... There you go. Next, Next mistake, mistake, and I bet most listeners aren't aware of this. I'm going to ask you, what rate of return do you think you're getting on your contributions for your Canada Pension Plan? Uh, and I, Now, I imagine there's people who are listening who say, oh, I heard about this, the CPP fund, it, how much it returned last year. Now, there's a big pool of fund that the government manages. And it's invested in securities and so forth. And it earns, you know, like your portfolio, similar returns. But what you receive in terms of benefits has nothing to do with that. What you receive is an actuarially determined number. It has nothing to do with what the fund receives. But what is the rate of return? Well, this is very interesting. According to a Fraser Institute study, for people retiring, for people born after 1972 and retiring in 2037 or beyond, the rate of return on your money is 2.1%. That's it. Now, the thing is, though, if you're older, your returns got better. For example, if you retired in 2015, you got a 3.6% return on your money better. If you retired in 1989, you got a 12.6% return on your money. Pretty darn good. If you retired in 1969, you got a 45% return on your money. Why is that? Because first thing, you had put in a lot less money. 
someone who retired in 1969 only had to pay into the plan for 10 years to get full benefits. So it's a combination of having to put in less money and the fact is that the percentages you put in, and as William mentioned before, the YMPE, I bet everyone remembers that, was a much lower number before. So again, your actual percentage return you get, especially if you're retiring in another 10 years or so, is not probably what you think it is. Now, let me talk about mistake number three, and that's kind of a neat one also. And we find this happening when people are paying premiums into CPP, they don't have to, they don't necessarily get any more benefits. And there's two major areas. One is if you're a business owner, and two is if you're still working after age 65. You don't, you don't need to contribute anymore because you're gonna put more money into CPP if you're still working age, after age 65. You're not gonna get any more benefit out of it. Now you can fill out a form, make sure you do it age 65 and say, I don't wanna pay any more into this and you won't have to. But some people don't and they keep paying, get nothing out of it. If you are a business owner and you decide to take dividends versus salary, you're not gonna pay CPP contributions on that. But the downside is you lose RRSP contribution room. So again, that's something that to me is still beneficial if I was, and I did it myself, if I was age 60, I had full benefits paid up for for CPP. I don't want to spend $30,000 because remember, as a business owner, you pay both the employee and the employer side. I don't want to spend that money. So that's mistake. So to quickly review the mistakes, mistake number one, not taking your benefits either for CPP or old age security at the right time, either taking too early, too late. Number two, not understanding your rate of return that you're likely going to get on your contributions to CPP. And mistake number three, paying premiums when you don't need to into the plan. So that's it for today's program. And the next episode should be a fun one. Here's a topic that I find people really don't understand, and that's insurance, everyone's favorite topic. Why should I pay for life insurance problem? Or why should I pay for life insurance premiums. Is it worthwhile? Is it not? We're going to talk about that on the next episode next week. And of course, I want to remind everyone, hey, if you like what you heard today, subscribe. So you get this information every week sent to your email box. Rate us. Only rate us if you're going to give us a good rating though. And feel free to pass on this podcast to other people who might benefit from it. And by the way, also, if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, Send us an email at info at westendwealth.com, info at westendwealth.com. Say, hey, Paul William, why don't you guys talk about this or that or the other? We'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you'd like to chat with us about your own situation, see if we can help out, just send us an email, the same email address, uh, info at westendwealth.com. We'll see everyone next week. Have a good day. Thanks, everyone. This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. 
by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.